Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi there, it's Catherine Turner of Leverage Lifestyle Podcast and welcome to your new Friday home of the Leverage Lifestyle Podcast. We're going live every Friday from now on, but of course you can listen anytime you wish to. Now this is a special anniversary episode of Leverage Lifestyle and I've turned the tables a bit and handed the reins over to you because you have had the opportunity to interview me. Now I was going to get my husband to do this but actually all the questions you came up with across all my social media accounts were so much better that I just thought hey let me read them out and I'll try and answer them as honestly and openly and uh, as helpfully as I can. And um, yeah, you were really great at coming forward with this. Uh, I also want to let you know that I'm going to tell you a little bit later on in the uh, episode about the special celebration event that we're going to be happening uh, to celebrate the first year anniversary of the podcast. It's going to be happening in London uh, in October. And I'm really excited about this. And actually, one of you is going to have the opportunity uh, to come and have a VIP experience and come and have dinner with myself and the three other directors of Ideal Collective and our team as well. So, um, yeah, make sure you're following me across all the different social media because that's really going to help you get involved. But like I said, I turn the tables over to you. Uh, You've asked all the questions. You've answered ask some brilliant questions, things I never would have thought of. Uh, These might end up becoming stock questions for when I do interviews as well. And these are in no particular order, um, but I'm going to try and see if I can pick out ones that make sense to start with. And if any need a bit more detail, I might turn them into full-blown episodes because um, if you've asked it, it's obviously something that's going to really help you. And that's the whole point. So I think a lot of you know my journey. I'm going to talk a little bit about how I got started and and why I got started in property and business and how we came up with this kind of leveraged lifestyle concept. Um, But I'm going to start straight away with your questions. And um, yeah, thank you to everyone who's uh, inputted them across my social media. And if we're not already connected, make sure you check out the show notes, uh, whether that's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, it's all there in the show notes, how we can connect. So make sure we are. But let's get going. Well, I think this is probably a good one to start with from Scott Reed. Thank you, Scott. What was your reason for starting a podcast? So I'd actually wanted to start a podcast about a year or so before I did. My business mentor and actually a joint venture partner, Rob Moore, has got the Disruptive Entrepreneur. And if you've listened to episode one, that's my interview with him because he's very much been my inspiration to start a podcast because of his. And I know what it did for his business, his brand, his reach, and just the fact that podcasting is such a growing medium and a way to really connect really deeply with your audience. And so I wanted to make sure that I was leveraging that and it's a great leverage as well because uh, right now I'm recording this on my Zoom H1N in my office so I don't have to leave the house to do this. I'm recording it on QuickTime Player on my Mac and so all of this can then be repurposed across all my different social media accounts and it's just making sure I'm delivering content every single week for my audience and making sure I can grow my reach and my following because I'm being really consistent with my content and I'm getting content, I'm giving content that you want because I keep asking you, what do you want to know? Uh, How can I help? Uh, Any questions that I get asked, um, whether that's outside the podcast arena, 
usually end up becoming a podcast episode. So it's just a really great use of my time as well. It's enabled us to reach new countries that I never would have reached otherwise, I don't believe. And we've ended up gaining customers for the Viva Club from places like the UEA that just wouldn't have happened otherwise. So it's been a great tool for my brand, but also my business brands and to reach new people and just to share content that was kind of stuck in my head, but I didn't necessarily have a way of getting it out there otherwise. So I hope that helps Scott. And if you want to know more about podcasting, do get in touch. Uh, It's one of the things that I'm really passionate about, having people get their content out there. uh, And I think podcasting is a great way to do it. But yeah, Um, probably a great question to carry on with is from Sandy Baines, and this came in via LinkedIn, uh, was what makes a successful podcast? Now, I don't know if Sandy's saying that this is a successful podcast or I don't know. I, I don't want to be presumptuous and I still think I've got a long way to go. I'm only one year in and I see other podcasts, you know, absolutely smashing it, doing great stuff. Um, and I do think that there are some key elements to making a successful podcast. And like I said, I'm still working on it for sure. I think the key one is consistency and making sure you're putting content out there on a regular basis. So this is what we have, Leverage Lifestyle Weekly, uh, making sure you're consistent in terms of your timing. So any episode that is just me kind of talking and giving you content, I like to make uh, no longer than 30 minutes and usually around 20 minutes because it's a great commute time. If I'm doing an interview, then of course I like to go a bit more in depth and longer. So again, usually no longer than um, just over an hour, maybe an hour 10. And again, if you put me on two times speed, you can still get that done in half an hour anyway. Uh, The other thing as well is making sure you're letting people know that your podcast is live and you've got episodes going out there. So I've been working with my virtual assistant, my social media virtual assistant. She's kind of becoming a bit more like my PA as well, bless her. Uh, Marjorie, she's fantastic. And she's repurposing my content that I'm creating for the podcast. So whether that's the videos, she's creating graphics, sound bites, um, using headliner, places like that. And so it's really um, useful um, to your audience and to grow your audience to let people know you've got a new episode live and why they should listen. So that also helps make a successful podcast. Um, I think it's also having a really clear concept. Now, I probably should have said that first, but this is about, you know, if you've got a podcast out there already um, and doing it. But if you haven't yet started, uh, it's having a really clear concept, maybe Um, if there is something in your space. So I'm just trying to think of some ideas that would go, um, and actually most businesses ideas will go across really well on the podcast. So for example, if you're a builder and there's not a podcast called The Builder's Podcast, well, go for it because it's really clear that's who your audience is. Uh, You want to connect with other builders, maybe help them with their business. Maybe that's something you do within your business. You help uh, mentor and grow other builders' businesses. Call it the Builders Podcast. Really clear, concise. The audience know who they are uh, and you've already reached out and made it super clear. So having a super clear concept, uh, making that really clear in the title. So having the title no more than two to four words and that's not including the or podcast, ideally. Uh, just because your thumbnail that you get on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and places like that, um, you need to really stand out and make it really clear what your concept is from the beginning. And look, people will come for the concept, but they'll stay for the content. So making sure you're doing great content, like I said, being consistent with it, asking your audience what they want as well, really helpful. And um, yeah, just keep going with it because I, I see so many pe- people, well, 
I don't see people at the moment, I'm seeing a lot of people getting into podcasting, which is fantastic. But what I've noticed is when I'm looking then at podcast titles with them and ideas and just looking in their niche, is that there's other podcasts that have started, but they're not continued. And, you know, fair enough, if something isn't working for you, it's not in your flow and all of that, I get that completely. But there's definitely something to be said by going for longer than just a few episodes. And if maybe you're not seeing the traction straight away, that's fine. It's all about consistency and getting out there. So um, I hope that really helps there, Sandy. And if you, again, if you're thinking about a podcast or is there anyone listening to think about a podcast, please get in touch. I'd love to help you with yours. Okay. Bav, uh, thank you for your message. She's saying, how has podcasting changed your business? We're very much on the podcasting theme here. There's lots more questions coming, by the way. Um, But how has podcasting changed your business? Well, it's definitely given us a new lead generator that um, I hadn't necessarily expected the podcast to be straight away, that's for sure. Um, But of course, I'm talking about VAs. People then come to me and saying, how do I get a VA? And of course, we have the Viva Club. So that really helps. So we are seeing about 40% of our new customers come through the podcast now. Uh, we're not keeping kind of formal stats on it, but that's um, what Mary, our Viva Club manager, is kind of seeing from her interactions with people and how they found out about us is they mentioned the podcast. Uh, so that's been really great. Um, it's also just creating content out there, content marketing for our businesses across our different businesses. People I mentioned, obviously, are our other businesses about our service accommodation business. We're having more people reach out wanting to either invest with us or to to come and you know have our, uh, their properties managed by us, uh, maybe furnish their properties. So again, it's just people now hearing about our different elements of our business, um, but all in the context of us creating businesses, creating a leveraged lifestyle. Um, a lot of women as well reaching out um, because they want to know how they can manage their business and also raise their children. I've not found as many men. That's the only reason I'm saying women specifically. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's changed in terms of how people are finding us. And that's really cool. So uh, let me go on to some of this. So some of the questions I've actually had from some of the ladies. Uh, but again, if you're a man bringing up um, children or I just think this is for anyone who's got multiple priorities going on within business and life. That's essentially what children are. They're, they're your, probably your biggest priority or I don't I don't want to say should be because I appreciate that some people, maybe their business, their legacy, what they're aiming towards, their vision may be sometimes bigger at times. But definitely children are going to have a big impact on the amount of time you have available. So Susie asked, uh, I'd love to know what systems and help you have in place at home in order to be able to run your business and enjoy your family. Now, I have done episodes on this previously about how I kind of do that um, and maybe it's something I do need to go into even more, maybe more minute, but let me give you some of the ways. Um, Essentially, number one, I don't do everything myself. Now, you should all know as part of this uh, podcast, I'm all about leverage and how I can uh, work with other people who maybe are better, uh, quicker, smarter, uh, and, and just overall can do the task that either I don't like to do and they are just way better at doing it than me. So that is our team in our businesses. That is um, leveraging uh, my husband and his strengths where he's got strengths over my weaknesses. It is having a fantastic family around. And I know that's not always uh, the case for everyone, especially if you live maybe further away from your family. But um, grandparents have been a super support in terms of looking after the children. Uh, we also do send um, children's nursery. Mine is going to be starting very shortly. And so there is some free help there, but also some paid help there. 
Uh, also things like cleaners, gardeners, I talk about that a lot, but again, something I'm not great at at all. It would take me a long time, something I kind of really hate doing if I'm really honest with you. <laughs> and um, Let's just get it outsourced because for £12 an hour, £15 an hour, it's just a great leverage tool. Um, I also try to be kind to myself and I say try and I know kind of hate the word trying because how can you try to sit down? How can you try to do anything? Um, but it is a process and is something I aim to do um, multiple times a day, actually. And that's to be kind to myself. And I think everyone can learn from this because I think we are our own worst critics at times and we can be really harsh on ourselves and how well we think we are doing compared to how well we think we should be doing or how well we think others think we should be doing. And instead, it's about the progress and the journey you are on. So I don't think I get everything 100% right. I have to remind myself every day to leverage and outsource to the team more. Um, I have to sometimes step away um, because I'm very, I, I like the details. I'm very concerned about our clients, our customers, how people are perceiving us and the service they're getting from us. And of course, I can't take that on every single day because my children are my priority right now. And it's about, you know, being kind to yourself, not beating up yourself up when things maybe haven't gone 100% right uh, and the house maybe is a bit of a tip and the email didn't get written today or the person didn't call, get called exactly the time you said you were going to call them. And actually so many people, when you tell them that you are also a mum or a parent or you have other priorities going on, they become really understanding. And so when you have got a call booked in, I just sometimes say, look, if suddenly Milo's awake and it was due to be his nap time and Milo's awake, I may have to reschedule this call. I hope that's okay. And I just make it clear up front. And that's another way I kind of manage expectations because I think uh, really in business, that's kind of what we're doing as business owners, as entrepreneurs, is managing expectations from our investors, from our clients, from our customers, from our audience, from people that we've got conversations with, from our partners, from our children, is managing all those expectations. And like I said, making sure that people know so that you aren't available 24-7. If people don't get an email back from you straight away, they kind of know why, but that equally, there shouldn't be that expectation there either that you're on email 24-7. To me, that's not a leveraged lifestyle. You are in charge of your time, of your calendar. How you do it and how you manage that is completely up to you. Um, this is why I don't prescribe anything. I give you tools and techniques and ways that I maybe do it so that you can use the way that works for you. Um, so I hope that helps. Taking uh, blocking time as well is essential. Uh, last uh, episode I just did on Monday was all about the wheel of life and blocking those elements of your uh, areas of your life into your calendar first before business so you feel really fulfilled in all those areas of your life before uh, it comes to business as well and maybe you've got to block up time to go to work if you're still working or building your side business maybe you've got multiple businesses so you've got to kind of work on how those multiple businesses work and maybe it's thinking about like who do you need in your team Virtual assistants, of course, have been an absolute godsend. But of course, I have to remind myself every single day. So again, all of these questions that I'm looking at now that Marge has put together for me, I was just about to sit there on LinkedIn and Facebook and collate all the questions. A really bad use of my time. I would have stopped me having some time with my children this morning before Ella went off with uh, one of her nannies and before uh, Milo went and had his sleep. My time is how I spend my time is I love spending time with my children. 
So that's how I manage it, okay? I hope those help. There's kind of some specifics in there and some more kind of generalised. But again, Susie, if there's more that you want to know, please get in touch um, via the Leverage Lifestyle community. Uh, and maybe I could do even more episodes on this. I know it's a, an area that a lot of people are wanting information on or how it's going to work. And like I said, you're not going to get it perfect every day. Do not beat yourself up about that. I know I don't. I'm always thinking, how can I leverage better? How can I use systems more? Uh, and we're getting there, okay? If I ever think I've got it perfect, I don't think I ever will. Um, but I'll, I'll, everything will be out there for you to see because I'll have documented it along the way through the podcast. But yeah, we're getting there and it's going to change as the children, you know, grow older and um, have different priorities in their lives as well. Um, so, yeah, this is it's a moving feast and um, we get there. OK, hope that helps. Right. I think this is a good chance to kind of go back to the beginning and probably also show myself how far I've come with this podcast. So, uh, Mark uh, Varala, what's the biggest mental barrier you've had to overcome going from employed uh, to where you are today and how did you overcome? And thank you, that came through um, Facebook. So, <laughs> I went through some very hard mental states and actually I believe Ant asked as well, how do you build a successful business and look after your mental health? So um, Ant and Mark, great questions and something that's really close to home because I have suffered with stress, anxiety, panic attacks and full-blown clinical depression where I was on antidepressants as well. And I was going through some of that whilst building my business alongside my day job. That was probably some of the additional stress I was putting on myself to try and make it all work so that I could get out of my job sooner but also my job was very stressful. I wasn't enjoying it. I procrastinated on tasks a lot at work and I would say I get into trouble because you know you're at work but I probably didn't do my best anymore that's for sure because I just wanted out and there's something to be said about still trying to give your all even when you're looking at a new uh, avenue and I was very lucky should I say or fortunate I don't know um, that I was given the opportunity to take voluntary redundancy and it gave me that kick up the butt I needed to leave Essex County Council my my public sector job Uh, by then I was already doing two other jobs because I paid out a lot in terms of investing in myself. I saw it essentially as my my university fees, um, a lot cheaper than actually university would have been. And um, and it allowed me to, you know, I was investing in myself, but I had some debts left over from that. So I was working additional jobs to pay for the bills and pay for these additional debts. And I was working as a duty manager at a local theatre and I was doing occasionally hem party dance groups because I'm also a qualified dance teacher and you know variety is the spice of life and all that and it was difficult to then transition out of all of those jobs and I still carried on a couple of jobs after I left Essex County Council for a little bit longer until I kind of felt like I could give up because I was it was that little bit of feeling um, guilty I suppose that I was going to give up these other roles as well um, that I had taken on so the duty manager role and Um, these dance teacher roles that I was doing and feeling a little bit beholden to other people but knowing they weren't in my flow and they weren't helping me build my other businesses at the time and so to a lot of people now I'd say you know really look at you know are are you doing what's 
what's right for you and your business. And that might not be giving and quitting your day job. And I know a lot of people want to, but I had figured out the finances behind it. I also had my um, now husband, Steve, um, who was bringing in a decent income and he could obviously then get mortgages in his name with me then kind of on it as well. And so it just worked. So I'm not saying to everyone quit tomorrow, but do also look at how it's going to help you build your business if you could be putting more time into it and if you've done the calculations. And again, I've done a whole episode on that as well. But one of the things um, in terms of mental health is because you're going from a real structure of, you know, going into work, you're there, you're with team members usually around you uh, and you have a set days you have to be in, set hours, then going to essentially what feels like no structure at all. And for a long time, it is because for me, Leverage Lifestyle is about freedom and choice. I thought that that would mean not having a calendar, not having any schedule, not having a routine. I could do what I want when I wanted, but actually that got me nowhere fast. And um, again, my business mentor has a book called Routine Equals Results. And it did take a long time and probably longer than it should have done because I wasn't tapping into resources like that. And he didn't actually have his book out uh, when I first uh, took over my um when I first stopped being employed to being uh, a business owner. And so it has taken a long time to come up with a routine that works around, of course, and it's had to shift again when having kids. Uh, we then, when we've been growing our team and then we've had an office in place. So all of that has changed how the routine has worked. So I think the biggest mental shift has been about creating a routine again that really works with your flow, your energy times. Again, I know I have a real energy dip around three o'clock happened at work when I worked and it happened still in my day. So I try not to plan anything really heavy or big or anything like that around three o'clock. I definitely don't record podcast episodes at three o'clock in the afternoon. You would have me half asleep. And if I can, um, I do go and have a nap. Like that's how I make it work. I need my productivity level. And I know when I get up in 20 minutes, 40 minutes time, depending on how long I need, I will be right back on it. And my productivity level definitely spikes after about half four. Now, that is a bit tricky because I have to go and pick up um, from nursery about five o'clock. So I'm kind of right in my flow time when I'm doing the pickup time. And we're going to work on that as well. Like I said, I still don't think we've got this 100% perfect. Um, but again, I'm not really in my flow until about 10 o'clock in the morning. And funnily enough, this is around 10 o'clock in the morning now. And so this is why I do a lot of podcast recordings now. I do, again, a lot of my kind of important work then. So I think routine is a massive thing, especially from people going from employed to being self-employed or own your own businesses. And so that was one of the biggest hurdles of coming over this idea that I had freedom and choice, but actually it's the freedom and choice to plan your day that works around your energy flow times. So um, I hope that helps there, Mark. Uh, so yeah, creating routine. So and you asked about building successful business, looking after your mental health. It is being tapped into a community because like I said, when I started building this business, it was all by myself. I um, started the property business, started my Amazon business all by myself. And Steve wasn't involved at the beginning. He, I'd get him involved every now and again if I needed a spreadsheet or some sort of system creating. But he wasn't involved day to day because he was still working in his day job for the first year of me kind of really going for it. And so it was really hard. I did find myself getting really lonely and having other distractions going on. So I'd have the TV on in the background or I'd have the radio on in the background, trying to feel like there was this people around me. And I think that's one of the things I've noticed now. And actually... I actually really love doing my podcast because I can just shut myself off in a room and feel like I'm talking to all of you, but I haven't got loads of distractions around and it's a really great productive time for me. 
But actually when I want to be in flow and talking about strategy in that, I do it with my husband now. I have our other Idol Collective business partners, Chris and Stephen, we all get together and we have um, a business call every week. We try and get together um, as often as possible as well, just because they're based in other parts of the UK. And it is about having people around you that you can have as a soundboard, that you can talk to, that you can be really open and honest with. So that isn't necessarily like your employees and your team members and your VAs, of course. And that might not be your other half because maybe they're not in the business with you. But it is, say, uh, a mentor, someone that you maybe a mastermind you're part of with like minded people and peers. Maybe it's a community you're part of, whether that's online or um, in person. And I do like to get in person uh, as often as possible with masterminds. We run our own as well. Uh, one, because we love talking business and we love helping other people with their businesses. But also it's a great chance for us to talk about business and come together with other like minded people. So it's a great win win there. And and so it's just about being around people, I think, and tapping into people who have been there and done it, especially if you are suffering with your mental health, tapping into people who understand that as well. So, again, um, you know, Stephen is has never had a kind of problem with his mental health uh, at all, whereas I have. And I've had to deal with issues there and I've had a lot of people in my family deal with those issues. So I really get it. So I'd say maybe um, come to me if you have any issues around that rather than Stephen. He's definitely your finance man, your systems guy, all of that. And sometimes that helps as well because he gives a different perspective to it all. And actually thinking about perspective has really helped me along the way. It's been a massive lesson. Um, And actually, this kind of leads on to a question that Natalie Bailey asked. Um, Thank you for your question, Natalie, uh, via LinkedIn. What keeps you going when things are hard? And that's perspective. Perspective is something I, I draw on a lot you know, the bigger picture of things, what I'm aiming towards, my goals, my mission, my value, who I'm serving, our investors, our clients, our customers, you, uh, the listeners of Leverage Lifestyle Podcast. And so it is all of those things um, that keep me going. Uh, And of course, the biggest reason why are my children and my husband, Stephen. And, you know, I do it for them and the legacy that we're building. I have a bigger mission and purpose now, which I've talked about a lot in other interviews, but I've never actually spoken about on this podcast is that I want uh, to work together to create a planet that thrives, not just survives. And we have uh, even got issues with it surviving right now. But I think we owe it to ourselves and future generations to create a thriving planet. And I do believe that is possible. It's why I'm creating a second podcast. And so someone was saying, you know, where are we going uh, with podcasting over the next 12 months? Or just in the next couple of months, I will be releasing a second one. Uh, It's very... uh, much around my kind of vegan sustainability environment um, kind of issues and lifestyle all of that that I'm very uh, passionate about and so I'm really passionate about business but I have this other side that's driving kind of everything of what I do with my children how I live my life why I'm in business to start with how we run our businesses as well trying to be uh, really sustainable ethical uh, looking at our um, footprint as well all of that stuff so it's a massive driver for everything I do now. Um, so that's what I think about when things are getting hard, the bigger picture of it all, my big why. And if you haven't got that, you know, if you don't have children, you don't, you aren't uh, with another half or whatever like that, maybe it's, again, something bigger and actually having something bigger than even just your family, just you, just your family really helps because it just takes it beyond the day to day. It's a bigger driving force. So for me, this whole kind of planet issue that's going on right now, that's a massive driving force and does keep me going when times are hard because 
I don't mean I get it right every second and I don't have little meltdowns every now and again and suddenly like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? Everything just went wrong and blah, blah, blah. And then I go, no, actually everything didn't go wrong. That little thing went wrong that I can solve if I just do this or get the team to do this. And then I carry on going. And so that's exactly what happened the other day. Actually, we were on holiday. I'll give you an example. We're on holiday. Nima came through from on the team when we were out having a family lunch. So again, it's just like, ah, I want to have a nice family lunch. And this email came through and something hadn't quite gone right. And a, a wrong information had gone out to uh, customers um, who are coming on our mastermind day. And I was just like, why? I, I thought this was all clear. I gave the, the messages and we had a, a, a chat. And, and I was just like, rah, 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 rah. And then I come down and I was like, okay, how can we fix this? And it was just a simple apology email to everyone who was invited. You got the wrong information. This is what's happening. Look forward to seeing it. And just getting the team to implement that so I can enjoy my lunch with my family, enjoy the rest of the, the day of my holiday. So it's a simple thing. Yes, you might blow up every now and again, but it's a rare occurrence now because if you can really think perspective, take a deep breath, think about the bigger picture, the why, get the team to then implement what needs to happen it's all good and the day can be fine. So yeah, hope that helps. And um, thank you, Natalie and Ant and Mark there for your questions. Okay, we've got a few more to go. How are we doing time-wise? Yeah, we're good. So I'm gonna come back to that one in a minute. Uh, Legenda, how and at what point did you realize that you could outsource leverage many of your tasks? And was this a daunting thought? Okay, that again was through LinkedIn. Thank you, Legenda. And I don't know if there was a particular moment but there was a bit of a plan in some ways because this was very much a concept that was shared to us by our business mentors. So this is what I talk about, tapping into people who've been there, done it, are further ahead, are living a lifestyle that maybe you want or you take elements of their lifestyle that you want and learn how they are doing it. So I definitely saw um, people I was working with being more in control of how they use their time. That might still mean they look fairly busy, but they love what they do and they're in charge of how they're using their time. They have financial freedom, all of that part. So I would say one of the biggest breakthroughs was having the process to hire a VA and just even kind of knowing they existed, how much they cost, where to find them. All of that was the first breakthrough and that was over five years ago now. And we didn't necessarily have all the systems in place, but it meant we started outsourcing and leveraging. So I don't think trying to think if we'd even we probably hired someone through say like Fiverr before and again that was very much when we were learning our Amazon business and people saying you know outsource the graphic design and things like that when that was just obvious right because I'm not a graphic designer I think the real breakthrough comes when you are outsourcing the things that you think only you can do or that you think you're best at or you think that no one else could do for you that's when real breakthroughs happen because at that point, I was still only outsourcing, say, like building the website and, and and getting the graphics design and things like that, because that was just obvious. Right. But yes, it's still daunting because you're still having to come up with, say, a spec for them. Um, talking language that maybe isn't necessarily uh, your forte. So when talking about graphics and designs, you have an idea in your head and a concept. But of course, you can't design it. I, I would do rough little sketches and hope that they kind of get what I was after. And most of the time that did work, actually. So again, if you're better at talking things through, if you're better at drawing it out, if you're better at lists, however best you work, and then use your outsourcer um, and send that to your outsourcer, that's a, a great way. Or video or screen record, I've talked about so many times, what you're doing is a great way. So I think by that point, I was just like, I just procrastinate on so many tasks. And I realized it's because, 
well, my biggest breakthrough really by thinking about procrastination is I was trying to do so many things that I'm not good at and that I'm trying to make up for my weaknesses. I'm trying to do too many things in a day that I physically cannot get done. And so when we did hire a VA and actually we hired two to start with, I think I've joked about this many a time, but it's so true. We hired Joseph and Espy and um, it was a real breakthrough. But like I said, it also gave us that, (gasps) what have we done? We've now hired people and now spending this money on people. And actually we've not got our stuff in order, uh, replaced with uh, another four letter word maybe. We have definitely not got our stuff in order at this point. And it's again why I share with you um, all the tools and the, the systems and everything that we do. Um, there's people who are part of our Life Leverage Online Masterclass. They know that. Um, we go through all of that before the hiring your VA part so that you are ready for it. Because I'm not saying, again, everything has to be perfect, but we were in a real chaotic time. And as Stephen, again, has mentioned on a previous episode that we recorded at Knightsbridge PPN, uh, you know, if you hire into chaos, you only create more chaos. And it was a bit of chaos for those first week or two as we suddenly realised we didn't have all the onboarding documents. We didn't have, you know, logins. We hadn't created emails for them, (laughs) all of that basic stuff. And we were just... Uh, really flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, if I'm, yeah, I say 100% honest, this is what I'm all about here. Just keeping it real, right? <laughs> uh, keeping it authentic, yeah. Um, but it was just about getting ready for that and now sharing with others, you know, the mistakes we made so that you don't have to. So was it daunting? A little bit, yeah, that we were essentially being the employee uh, employers now of other people that we were helping them pay their bills there's definitely something daunting about that every time we take on a new team member that's something I'm really hyper aware of that we are now not just looking after ourselves and our children but essentially making sure the bills are paid for other people in our team and that also keeps me super accountable and keeps me going when times get hard as well like just being really accountable to other people our investors, making sure they're kept informed um, that they're getting um, a great return on their investment, all of that. Um, So yeah, it can be daunting for sure. Again, I think I've done a whole episode on facing your fears around hiring because I know we definitely went through a process, Um, but I also saw the possibility and that was really exciting that I didn't have to be doing stuff that I didn't like doing and that just really fueled me on. So yeah, that was about five years ago, working, um, we were part of a mastermind, working with mentors, and they kind of really explained the concept of you know, having a, a virtual assistant, where to go find them, and of course, since then, we've created the Viva Club, and so yeah, it's just been a um, process, a journey, and like I said, we're still always thinking about how we can get better, what other members of our team do we still need to hire, and yeah, I think that will always continue as we grow as well, and then our team members need VAs and yeah, so it just keeps going. Um, but thank you, Najinda. Okay, <laughs> Joanna. Um, and I think there was two Joannas actually, funnily enough, um, on LinkedIn who asked about tips of how to balance work with toddlers. Um, so yes, <laughs> I, I love the fact specifically toddlers as well. So as I mentioned previously, it's about tapping into the help that's around you, whether that's free or paid for, um, or that you can leverage around you. So whether that's friends, family, whether that's um, like nursery, whether that's nannies, whether that's au pairs, whether that's, again, any of the above, any and all of the above, um, because you need to create and block out time when they are not there at your uh, leg, at your side, hugging you, screaming at you, loving you, <laughs> whatever they're up to at that moment, asking you to play with them, um, 
and then having the real quality time when you are with them. And it is about creating a balance. It's about blocking the time in your diary. I'm really clear, like, so the days when Ella's out at nursery or with Nanny, it's really clear in my diary. Um, I've then got Milo looked after, and I said Milo's um, starting nursery very shortly as well. I know um, there was obviously a cost attached to that, but this cost I can definitely get back in the time that I'm going to gain, um, that I have dedicated to our businesses, to our customers, our clients, our, and, and just the overall strategy of our business and how we um, put ourselves out there more. So I think that's um, really important that you have that balance. And when you're working, you're working. And when you're having the time off with your family, you're having the time off with your family. And that people um, respect those boundaries. You make that clear, whether that's on your email or your phone, or you put on do not disturb. Those are some of the things that I do. I don't put on Wi-Fi or data straight away in the morning. My time in the morning is with the, the children, getting them ready for whatever the day is. I have a couple of days a week that are not business at all, that are all about the kids. And so then when I do work, it is very much about being um, strategic, being really uh, productive and effective with my time. So again, I hope that helps. Uh, yes, there'll be times when I want to write an off the cuff Facebook post or Instagram post and the kids are not getting to bed on time like they're meant to. And hey, it just happens. And like I said, just being kind to yourself, being kind to them, get that they want your time. And these are really formative years of their life, especially you've talked specifically about toddlers. I know um, Susie was really keen um, to know about, you know, how you balance that as a mum. And I think it is just letting yourself off the hook at times. And it is about having other people you can rely on, whether that's in business or personal life, whether that's having your gardener, your cleaner places, uh, people like that who can do those things. So it means you can have those extra hours with your children, especially while they're young. It is so important. And, you know, some women are going to want to be all in business. Their children are going to be at nursery uh, five days a week and things like that. That's cool, too, by the way. Uh, no judgment on how any of you choose to spend your time and dads as well especially uh, single dads, how you're spending your time is completely up to you. But I would definitely say business, business time, family time is family time. That is the way you balance it. You've got to separate it. When I'm on my phone in front of Ella, she wants me to do selfies with her with the, the seal um, uh, emojis on and things like that. So I can't be on my phone doing business if I've got to do selfie seal emojis, you know. Um, I'll share some of those on my Instagram, I think, because they're, they're just so much fun and um, we just have a lot of fun doing that. Uh, and so she doesn't like it if I am on my phone when she wants the time with me. So I've learned, I've, I've just physically had to learn, put the phone away, time with Ella, time with Milo, so important. Uh, and just, that's what it is. That's what you have to do. Um, so I hope that helps. I, th I think there is no one answer. I just know what we're trying to make work for us. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps. Great, a um, couple more questions and then we're gonna wrap things up. Um, but I do want to let you know, uh, as I say, there is a special anniversary event going on for Leverage Lifestyle. It's the Leverage Lifestyle Summit. It is happening in October in London. All the dates will be, uh, and all the information will be uh, sent out via social media and then via email to you. So you need to make sure we are connected so that you can secure your place. We are doing early bird rates for podcast listeners and members of the Leverage Lifestyle community. And anyone who is essentially following me on uh, my different social media platforms, you're going to get to hear about it first. Um, so it's really important that you are connected with me. So like I say, in the Leverage Lifestyle community, if you are not already a member, I don't know how you are not. I mention it pretty much every week, bit.ly forward slash 
um, LLOCFB group. It's in the show notes as always. And more information about that particular event is going to be going out. We're going to be running a competition off the back of this episode. Um, so make sure you've listened to this episode very carefully. And um, and I hope I've listened to it carefully as well, <laughs> all my answers, as it's going to end up a question off the back of this. Um, but to get involved, you need to be listening. Um, but if you're listening, then you're listening. So perfect. Great. Um, so I'm really excited about all of that. And it's going to be a chance for really for the whole community uh, to get together, to share some content that we can only kind of really do in person. We're going to be sharing from our background of business and property, um, our idle collective knowledge as well in terms of marketing, building funnels, um, Instagram, social media, finance, all that fun stuff. And of course, systems outsourcing, leveraging and virtual assistance. All of that will be going on as well. And I'm really excited to bring you that event to celebrate the year of uh, podcasting. And for all of our Life Leverage Online Masterclass members, I've been promising this for a long time and it's finally happening at the Leverage Lifestyle Summit. So um, I will send out a save the date very shortly, uh, but it is October in London. Um, we've created, uh, we've uh, secured a beautiful venue and um, I'm really excited to bring that to you. But as I say, carry on listening. We've got lots more to come. I've got more questions to answer and I really want to meet you in person if we have not already. And if we have to see you again, it would be a pleasure. Um, so yeah, make sure you get yourself to that event and follow me across all the social media platforms. Uh, you'll see them in the show notes as usual. Facebook is Catherine Turner Speaker, uh, as is LinkedIn. On Instagram, it is Catherine Anne without an E, T. And um, yeah, make sure you follow me across all of those platforms. And of course, you can always get hold of us um, at the Ideal Collective website, which is idol-collective.com. Cool. Let's carry on because we've got some more questions coming in. So, um, oh, great, great, great. Okay. So Josh wanted to get specific and I think this is um, a good question. And I've covered a lot. We did a mini series or I did a mini series and I did some interviews. I still want to bring on some more people as well to do some interviews with around social media in particular. We've had a lot of people hire social media assistants via the Viva Club, which is awesome because I know um, they've kind of been listening, taking the insights and then getting their VA to help them with it. So Josh asked, it would be good to get some insights on how you plan your social media content. Um, for example, how far in advance, anything you like to use on social media calendar, maybe. Do you write the content offline, then send to a VA to publish, etc. Uh, and he was looking forward to this episode. So um, Josh is part of the Leverage Lifestyle community, as I hope all of you are. But yes, Essentially, I've been working with Marjorie. Um, I've mentioned her a couple of times recently. Um, she is new to the team, a new one of our new virtual assistants based in the Philippines. And we found her through the Viva Club, funnily enough. And let's say Mary found her for us through the Viva Club uh, because Mary is awesome as well. And yes, we have, we've been trying, trying some different ways. So we used a kind of Google um, Sheets social media calendar. But what we've then moved to is Trello boards. So... We're thinking as a company to whether we go from um, Asana and a bit of Trello to whether we just go all on Trello. But essentially all our social media now is planned across on Trello. So it is a, a kind of a project task management system. Um, so Marge has been creating on them on there. She's been taking my content that I do on the podcast. So again, I talked about one of the reasons for starting the podcast was making sure I was getting regular content out there. So some of the content is only really a week or a few days in advance because of depending on when I record the podcast to when it's going live. So it may only be a few days out. What we're trying to do is take all the previous episodes content. So before I had Marge on board, I was just doing a lot of it myself and I wasn't doing it very well, if I'm honest. And making sure that 
the content is going out so to let people know the podcast is live um, using content from the uh, previous episodes to again make sure there's regular content going out there so we've got probably months and months worth of content now but some content will be very quick in terms of the content's created and then it has to go out fairly soon for example to let people know the podcast is going live uh, on Fridays now um, so the social media calendar is now on boards on Trello. So I hope that helps. And yeah, so the, the content is being created essentially offline um, or on these platforms. Um, I'm approving all of the all the content. So some of it will still be my own. Some of it Marge will have created, but I'm always um, checking that as well because I want it to have my voice, my feel. Um, she's still learning my voice as well. So it's all about that as well, part of her learning process. Um, some of it is just spot on straight away. And I'm like, brilliant, you've got it in one. And other times it's like, just needs a little change here or I just want a little tweak to that graphic or um, photo, whatever like that. I'm providing photos. So I like to try and take lots of um, photos when I'm out and about, great for Instagram. But again, anything that's specific. So if I'm speaking at an event, I try and get someone to take pictures of me at the events as well and uh, so that I can just use those um, photos because then that's royalty free. Then it's my content, my copyright on them. And again, podcasts can become then longer form blogs for the website and things. So, yeah, it's it's still a work in progress, but we're definitely getting better at it. And we've now got, you know, as I say, pretty much months worth of content ready to to go out um, every single day. We're working on strategy again to make it more personalized for every single platform so that LinkedIn are getting um, different content compared to my Instagram, compared to my Facebook. Um, Twitter, I pretty much just repurpose different bits and pieces from say Instagram or Facebook, but just in shorter form. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope that helps. It's one of the things we're using. And again, it's something we're going to be talking about at a, the Leverage Lifestyle Summit as well, because I know it's been a big piece of the puzzle for people because they want to be really great at social media. They know that's where they can get a lot of leads from, um, content marketing, getting new followers and reach and all of that. And I think it's something that we all know we probably can't do the best level to us uh, uh, by ourselves because we're trying to run businesses and grow businesses and and scale. And we can't be doing that if we're on all the different social media platforms 24-7. Uh, the other one is YouTube as well and putting the long form video. So again, I'm, I'm recording this right now on uh, QuickTime Player on my Mac. You've got different options if you're on PCs. Um, so yeah, it's just multiple forms of content coming from this one podcast episode. And again, these videos can be chopped up into smaller um, pieces. Um, you can put on the headliner as well. So if you didn't record a video, but you can then take a caption um, or like a minute audio, put it with a graphic and some uh, imagery and, and it creates a nice little kind of uh, audio video. So again, Marjorie's doing all of that for me as well. So it's just, again, some of the stuff that I'm not really good at in terms of uh, technical repurposing. Um, but of course, it's also making sure it's all posted and out there and going across the different platforms um, and getting posted at the right time. So uh, I know one of our other directors, Chris, is really um, is a fan of the scheduling tools, but knowing when they're going to be scheduled so that also you can get on them. Uh, and be engaging with your audience as well. So it's making sure they're definitely put out there because that's key. But, um, you know, where people say that some of the scheduling tools uh, lack engagement is actually because they're not then engaging on that post once it's gone out. So 
I hope that helps. That's really key when I'm on LinkedIn, um, when we're on um, Facebook or wherever, really. LinkedIn's really key. It really does help boost your views if you're replying to your comments and, and questions that you're getting on there. Um, and I think I did mention a while ago, we've got a, a thread going um, for a LinkedIn engagement group. So do make sure you're in that if you want to do some more LinkedIn engagement. Because um, it's been really useful for me. As I say, I had over 2,000 views within a few hours last night. Uh, just it's beating Facebook hands down in that sense. So I've been able to connect to more people. Cool. Um, so Chris Taylor, actually, who is one of our business partners, bless him, uh, he uh, wanted to ask a question as well. And he said, what is the one thing you'd like to accomplish above all else over the next 12 months on the podcast? That is super hard to know. Oh, the one thing. I probably have got the one thing that I want with the other podcast uh, because, as I say, it really neatly ties into that bigger mission that I'm on now in terms of thriving, uh, having a planet that thrives, not just survives. And but the one thing with this podcast over the next 12 months, I mean, one, I want to double it in size for sure. Why do I want to do that? It's not an ego thing at all. For me, it's making sure one, it keeps going because people keep listening and it's growing organically because you're sharing it with other people. You're talking about it. But also I'm doing my bit with Marjorie to make sure more people know about it, because I feel like if I double the amount of listeners, this is this is my big thing now that I'm driving towards. And this this whole bigger mission part, if you are if you do not have the time freedom and the financial freedom and the choice of how you spend your time and money, then you are going to be worrying about the small things all the time. And if you're worrying about the small things, you can never work on the bigger things. So you couldn't be part of the together process of creating a a thriving planet, not just a planet that survives. It's about being up to bigger things. So if I can double, triple, even quadruple, uh, and that would be amazing. uh, Hey, why double when you could quadruple? Let's 10x. Let's 10x, actually. I know Chris is a massive fan of um, the 10x concept um, that Grant Cardone is um, an advocate of. And I had a chance to speak with him at the 10x Property Super Conference, which was absolutely incredible just um, a few months ago now. And I get the concept now. At first, I really didn't. But it's like, why just aim for, what was it? Aim for the stars. Shoot for the stars. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the the quote wrong, but I essentially you know I created a a charity concept um, a couple of years ago, and my idea was to uh, bring in a hundred items to empower women to go and seek out that next job, the next thing they want to do if they've fallen on hard times. And the idea was that these um, clothes were going to help them go to uh, interviews. They're also going to get support from another charity to help with their CV writing and to apply for these jobs. But essentially, I was like, well, I know lots of businesswomen who probably have clothes at the back of their wardrobe that they've uh, never worn or you know worn once. And these could be really empowering for these women. So um, I created an idea to get to 100. And then someone said, why don't you add naught to that? And that scared me so much. But that's essentially a 10x step. I put another zero on the end. Let's go for 1,000. And I didn't hit 1,000, but I hit 750. 750 and my initial target was 100. That's insane. A 7.5 times increase. I'll take that any day of the week because if I'd just gone for 100, I might have hit to 75. So I get the 10x concept because I've used it in my own life. I've used it to help other women uh, and other people in life. And so actually, why am I saying double? I'm going to 10x 
this. Um, and, and by the way, I can only really do that with your help as well, by you sharing this, by you uh, leaving uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes. And I really thank everyone who's taken the time to do that. Um, it's by getting in touch, let me know this helps you and then I can share that with other people. Let me know what you want so I create content that you actually want. Uh, and let's go 10x this as well, because if you are up to bigger things uh, and you're not just worrying about the money that's coming in, the lack of time you have, you're going to be thinking bigger picture. You're going to be up to bigger things. You can come and join me in the uh, movement around creating a planet that thrives, not just survives or whatever you really want to make a massive impact on. So if you're not just worried about the small things, this is about helping you create time freedom, about financial freedom, unleashing your knowledge and experience on the world and tapping into knowledge and experience of other people so that you can get to uh, that kind of holy grail of having freedom and choice in your life. Um, and that for me is what Leverage Lifestyle is all about, creating freedom and choice in your life, uh, creating time freedom uh, that gives you the choice, giving you financial freedom that gives you the choice and freedom there. That's what it's all about. So freedom and choice really are what sum up Leverage Lifestyle to me. And by the way, that's really good because they're words that I think resonate with all of you, but it's going to mean different things to all of you. And that's what I've always been clear about Leverage Lifestyle. It's not one prescribed way of doing it. It's not one prescribed way of what you want at the end of it. It may mean you grow more businesses. It may mean you go and travel for a while. It may mean you go and start a family. It may mean you go and set up a charity. Whatever it means to you is cool, but you've got to have the freedom and choice to be able to do that. So that's the one thing I'd like to accomplish above all else in the next 12 months on this podcast is to 10x uh, the listenership so that you're up to bigger things, so that you can go and work on your passion projects, so that you can um, be up to bigger things. And yeah, thanks, Chris, for that question, because that's really lit me up now. Um, I'm really excited. Um, so yeah, I think I have gone through all the main questions that everyone's been asking there. Thank you for everyone there. Natalie, Chris, Bav, Leginger, uh, Joanna, uh, Scott, Sandy, Ant, Susie, Josh and Mark there. You are absolutely brilliant. So LinkedIn, Leverage Lifestyle Community and Facebook, you all came through on. And um, yeah, if you've been asking a question and you maybe just got it in a bit too late, let's do another one of these because it was super fun to be able to share with you what we're up to and what's going on. As I say, the Leverage Lifestyle Summit is going to be happening in October in London. More details are going to be coming out. Um, so I'm really excited. Um, the new Home of Leverage Lifestyle day is now Fridays uh, going forward. So you have got a spe special treat this week. You had one Monday and on Friday, but going forward, it's going to be Fridays from now on. And um, yeah, thank you all so much for being part of the last year of Leverage Lifestyle and for continuing to listen, continuing to give me feedback, continuing to keep me on the top of my game. Um, I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to learn so I can share that onto you, uh, on with you as well. And it's been an absolute blast. And here's to more years. Here's to 10xing it. And yeah, make sure you are part of it. Get in touch via social medias. Uh, we're going to make sure all the details for the event are coming up very soon for you all. And please continue to get in touch and share uh, this episode if you think it's been helpful. Share any episodes that you think can help with other people and leave a review if you haven't already. Um, as I say, I really do appreciate people taking the time out to do that. It means the absolute world to me. And I really want to thank everyone who has taken the time to reach out personally to let me know how this podcast is helping them um, in life and in business. It, I, I can't say it again, but it, it honestly means the absolute world. So thank you for getting me this far. Here's to another year. 
Here's to many more years, here's to 10Xing, and I believe there is no better time than now to start creating your leveraged lifestyle.